0: In this episode of Man Vs. Marriage, upgrade your marriage. Love on purpose. The Podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man Vs. Marriage. The Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage in the studio here at House Called Moran. It is Quincy Moran and Jeannie Moran. Honey, will you say hello? Hello. That's the way to do it. Yes, it's me, the Q Dog and the Hizzle for Shizzle. And here we are with another episode. And thank you for listening. But first, a quick shout out to a listener and friend, Gilbert. You the man. I showed up one day at work, and there, on one of my stations where I work, was an epic black box with white lettering that simply said, Get after it. And I knew exactly who says that. Jocko. Then I open it, only to find a kettlebell hollowed out in the form of a bad A-S-S coffee mug with the same inscription, debossed, get after it.
1: Would you like me to say badass for you since (gasps) you seem to have to spell it? Kind (laughs) of
0: sexy when you say them naughty words sometimes. Um, Major shout out. Dude, you made me feel like a million bucks. I really, really appreciate the mug. Epic shout out to you, Gilbert. Way to do it actually made me think about uh getting some man versus marriage mugs so the mvsm nation out there can crush coffee with a mug yeah it even says like Jocko approved and has his grill right on the right on the uh, the mug it's, it's it's dope it's dope so we are here with um another episode of man versus marriage and just to let you know quickly um being at the Moran Family studios, uh, there's going to be noise. And this is me preparing me. So (laughs) Hunter's in the other room watching an old Alabama baseball game. He's hooting and hollering, um, knocking on doors, asking, Kirsten, thank God, is relaxing uh, but soon could start kicking her door, kicking our door, knocking on our door, calling mom incessantly, and the other kids are just going to be kids, and the dogs, heck, they do what dogs do. With that being said, let's get into this episode. Heaven forbid, it's two minutes into this thing, two plus minutes, and I'm not talking about anything, but I did give a shout out to Gilbert. What's up? Anyway, it's it's on my heart. This is in me. And I'm going to tell you that you sparked this episode in me, honey. And I didn't I didn't really come out and tell you that, but we were sitting in our chairs one night and you said, "I'm going to do this." And I thought, "Gosh, this girl is awesome because she is truly dedicated to loving me on purpose. Made me feel like a million dollars." Like $2 million because the mug was a million-dollar feel. Um, and you were talking to me about reading some kind of a book that's going to make me go crazy. I don't know exactly what that book is. Or you were reading something that you ordered some book that's like, I'm going to make you... Okay,
1: wait, which which are we talking about? Was this in the last week?
0: Yeah, it was like like last week.
1: Yeah, that has to do with the sex episodes. That's not this, but yeah. Well, I know that. <laughs> I knew it was... Yeah, it, it's, um, yeah.
0: I knew what it was for, but I'm saying you're doing something with intentions to make our relationship better, to make me feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. And in essence, when it comes to sex, if I feel a certain way, we know you're going to feel a certain way a few times over and over and maybe over again. That's the good stuff. Now, a quote for you all. You're going to hear me say this, and I do not care how many times I say it. I've got to say it to myself, too. It's live on purpose for a purpose. And what the heck does that mean? That has everything to do with living and being intentional about who you are. Be yourself. Be the best version of yourself and do it on purpose. We, we, we're we not here to endeavor to live this life of what happens, happens, whatever will be, will be. There are a certain thing, a certain amount of things in our life in which we have the ability to control. So my mantra is control what you can control. Focus on the things you can affect. And what is that? That's you. and That's your attitude. I am big on that. Sometimes I fail miserably at that. But I do not give up because I remain relentless in living my life on purpose and being intentional, developing who I am and loving the people in my life with great intention and doing that on purpose. And the next thing is doing living on purpose for a purpose. What is your purpose in this life? You've got to decide that. And that's that's. Part of what this podcast is, is helping you figure out what is your purpose in this life? Life is short. It moves fast. Uh, June 30th of this year, I lost my grandpa. I had him for 42 years of my life, 42 years and six months of my life. And um, it went by in a flash. So with this short opportunity we have to love and make impact on people in a positive way, What are you doing? What is your purpose? I know my purpose in my marriage is to make my wife feel loved, adored, and special. It's to grow our relationship because I believe it's the greatest relationship I have on this planet. For my kids, it's to give them an example of what a good father, a good husband, uh, a good friend would be, someone who's a a great provider, um, a great leader. A comforter, somebody who um, is strong and has a face of certainty in uncertain times, and somebody they can count on and depend on, and somebody who's going to get after their tail um, if they're slacking or they're not, you know, living in their um, in the best idea of who they are. Someone they can go to when they need the truth, no matter if the truth hurts, because I'm going to deliver it in such a way that's uh, going to come across. It's going to be communicated in the best way possible, but it's going to be the cutting-edge truth. That is what That's what it is to live on purpose for a purpose. Now, there's a, there's a purpose in who you are as a man, and there's a purpose for your relationship. There's a purpose for your career. Those are things that you get to decide. You discover it, you define it, and you decide to go out and you decide to do it. And that is where living and loving on purpose comes down to it. It's the principle of being disciplined. It's living life, and like Coach Rita says, not allowing life to live you. Uh, it's learning. It's growing. It's studying. And in this case, it's studying your spouse in order to find out what makes her feel special, what makes her feel loved, important, adored, and fulfilled, and that's from your side of the relationship, and I don't know a lot about the yin and the yang, I just know that one, you know, like visually seems to pour into the other, and it's a constant fulfilling, I think it has to do with uh, chaos, like peace and chaos, or whatever about. it is, yeah, and, and, and it's, so it's you doing this crap on purpose for your relationship it's discovering what
1: doing this crap
0: yeah i don't mean it's crappy that's just
1: (laughs) i'm just saying choice of words there babe
0: (laughs) okay that's fair but do this crap on purpose you know there's good crap and there's bad crap all right that's just that's the way that i uh that's the way i do it So with you uh, bringing this episode, this episode to mind, because it made such an impression on me that, you know, we're a few months away from 21 years of being married and you're doing yet another thing where you're trying to um, make me feel loved. I mean, we've got a lot of love in the bank. Okay, I'll just say that there's a lot of love in the bank for the things that we do for each other, the things you just do for me to make me feel loved and adored. But you're not stopping there. It's like, oh, hey, my 401k is at 500 grand. Great. I'll stop. No, you continue to invest in it because you're always looking uh, for ways to grow that Um, because you never know what's coming. So with this, with you going into that, it. It just made such an impression on me and that it's a time, especially when people are you know spending a lot more time together. Intention can be high and circumstances on the news, depending on what channel you watch, if you even watch the news, can have a lot of uncertainty and anxiety. I figure there's things that we've got to circle back to and start and, and remain focused on what we do on purpose. Because there's a lot of things outside of our control but if I can if I can um continue my edge in learning more about you and what makes you feel special and how what makes you feel loved and what fills your heart what makes you feel fulfilled and loved and adored in our relationship I want to continue to do those things and the things that work I want to do more of those things because you know my my uh, my phrase that pays for the longest time is just give me the playbook. There are certain things I want to discover, and there are certain things that it's like, hey, honey, tell me what you need, what you want, what you desire. Help teach me about you. You see what I'm saying there? Yeah. Good. I'm gonna sneeze. This is not good. <laughs> um, I'm gonna try to fight Aim through the pain that way. No, it's it's all. It's got to move forward. <laughs>
1: There are some things in life we don't need to share, babe.
0: Yeah. Sneezing is definitely one of those. (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to try to work through this sneeze. Um, But I would like for you, um, I'd like for you just to talk a little bit about why. why. Why did you go, and a few episodes ago we talked about, why did you go and send me stuff to work and... Why did you do that on purpose? What is the point from your woman's perspective um, of doing that stuff on purpose to make me feel a certain way?
1: Um, Well, it started after we left the conference that we went to Um, a few weeks later. It was actually, it was the week before we were supposed to go on our trip. Yeah. And it was kind of the beginning. It was... um, I had picked up this book. It was this 30-day challenge this lady was doing for um, her husband. I honestly do not remember the name of the book, and I threw it out because I didn't agree with quite a bit of the stuff that was in the book. So, Yikes! Um, I kind of just took and made my own version of it, um, and I adapted it to us. We have a lot of inside jokes. We have a lot of um, comments and quotes that we use just for ourselves. It's, it's not something anybody else would get, but you and I could – text it to each other or you know spit it out in the middle of a conversation in a room full of people and bust up laughing just because it's it's us um so the week before we were supposed to go on this luxurious nine day just you and me no kids covid you suck um vacation i decided i wanted to build anticipation but i also wanted when we got back home that these things would be there for you. So you'd be coming into them again. So um, that's why it was 30 days. But anyway, what I did was Quincy and I have this thing between us um, for Superman and Wonder Woman. And um, it just so happened the week that all this stuff started was the week that COVID shut down life. So his job became very stressful, very quickly. Um, Just... People having to do what they needed to do for their families. People had crap going on around town. His job is essential, so he doesn't get to work from home, which is good. But at the same time, when a lot changes, it's hard when you can't be home. So, um, and it wasn't just hard for me. It was hard for him because he wanted nothing more than to be here to support me and the kids because he knew this is a huge shift. This isn't like an easy, okay, well, Hunter and Kiki, we're not going to school for a week. No, this is like... You're stuck. You're not getting on the bus. And Hunter didn't do well with it. So anyway, um, our joke is Superman and, and Wonder Woman. It's always been us. I mean, I've got it tattooed on my skin. So do you. So I went and I bought a Superman um, pop. And I had it shipped to your work. Because I wanted something in his office. If you ever go see him in work, his office is this little tiny hole. And there is wall to wall stuff that needs to get done there's whiteboards there's post-it notes there's bulletin boards there's all this crap that has to be done and that's all he looks at all day there's a little corner that has pictures of me and the kids it was the only open wall space he had so he stuck us up there and I I wanted you to have something that just reminded you this is who you are no matter what else is going on around you this is who you are to me and that's what matters Because once you leave that office, that's what you're coming back to is what's important. Um, So that was the first one that I did. And then I did um, a little tin can thing with 30 days of quotes. Quincy is huge on quotes and huge on um, encouragement. Now, he can encourage anybody for any reason under the sun. It's just in your DNA. It is. But you don't get it as much. I noticed you don't get encouragement from others around you as much. It kind of, life has put us in a different phase, different people. A lot of people are in and out. Um, So the ones that you used to get that from are not really around as much anymore. And it's nothing personal. It's just life has happened Mm -hmm. to all of us. So um, I took that into account. This is something that you do all the time. It's got to be something you need. And although... Words of affirmation are not your number one anymore. It made a huge difference for you to have that one little note. What it was, is I took 30 different quotes. Some of them were inside jokes between me and Quincy. Some of them were, um, you know, jokes that happened during sex between the two of us. Some of them were quotes from Nick Saban because he's somebody that Quincy really, truly loves and adores and um, looks up to. Um, some of them were. Um, you know, just little things that I knew would impact you during the day. Yeah. And all I did was gave him, I sent the box with instructions that says once a day, pull one of these out. Didn't give him specifics on when. So that he would randomly pull them. It could have been first thing in the morning. Some of them he didn't pull until right before he left home for work, but it always ended up being just enough that whatever stress was going on at work, he would let me know. He would send me a text with a picture of whatever quote he pulled out. And he would tell me, this just came and broke up whatever was going on. So whether it was a stressful moment or, you know, he might've been having just an off day and struggling to kind of focus and this, this was just enough to kind of split your mindset for a minute yeah, and give you that breather. You know, we all need that, that joke or, you know, stupid comment. Our kids are so good at it. Just random, it's random facts for 2000, Alex. That's the comment around here. It's just random things, but it's just enough to kind of snap you out of your funk or maybe snap you back into being present in the moment. Mm -hmm. It it just varied. But um, I listened, I paid attention. There were things that I heard you say, like the, um, the cologne I bought you. Quincy had been commenting for a couple of months he needs a new cologne and it's something stupid it's very basic it's very simple it's not even you know I want you to go and buy me this it was just if you run across something at some point that you think you would like on me get it so I did I was out with one of the girls getting something and we ran across this counter and the the scent caught my attention it was like whoa I like that I really like that so I brought it home and I stuck it on the counter with a little note this is you know I thought of you. you. You you always spoil me with stuff. This made me think of you, and I want you to wear it. Um, he's never been really good at getting gifts. You know, we did our love language thing with Rita years ago, and getting gifts was Quincy's bottom. Out of his out of his five, five was getting gifts. He hated getting gifts. He doesn't like opening them in front of people. Um, if you ask him what he wants, Alabama, Knives, watches that was it for years that was all he wanted and as long as it was one of those three things he was cool but anything else you just really struggled receiving Mm -hmm. but the more personal these things became the more intentful they came um, the more it seemed to kind of change you a little bit and opening it. You know, i It's stupid stuff. I Seriously, I went to the store and I bought a set of golf balls because it has the poop emoji on it and I put a little... You know,
0: <laughs> hold on right there. You're saying it's stupid stuff. It's stupid. I don't know stupid, why you're it's saying just it's stupid. Silly. It's it, simple stuff. Yeah. Because was, I think I think saying it's stupid stuff, even though it's like the crap uh-huh, lingo, uh-huh. you know, I, I don't think you mean it like it's no, actually it's, stupid.
1: It's not stupid. It was something that I had to stop and think... I wanted it to be silly. I wanted it to be something that would make you smile, but I also wanted it to be something that fit us. The poop emoji at the time that I gave you those, it was just, we had thing after thing after thing that week that was just, and it wasn't bad stuff. It was just mundane, miscellaneous. The water pipe broke. Okay, great. Kirsten woke up in the middle of the night and crayle crap arted. The room. Okay, great. You know, you had something going on at work, and it was just a bunch of miscommunications after miscommunications for a broken piece of machinery, and it was just like, can we stop now? Can we just have a breather this week? So the poop emoji on the golf ball was perfect because the the um, note that I left with it just says, whatever crap life throws at us, we can get through it together. Right. But it just fit because it was one of those things that would make you smile, and it. That was just the week for it. It really was. So it's not that um, you necessarily have to go out and put a bunch of money into anything. It's just pay attention to what's going on and then use that. You know, the the cologne was probably the most expensive of everything. But like even your Father's Day stuff. Um, I've been buying Quincy's Father's Day stuff since December. Because, A, we were supposed to be going on a trip. And B, you had said several times when we went to hockey games, you know, I really wish I had my own King's gear because you have a jacket, but you didn't have any shirts or anything like that. It was a t-shirt and it's too freaking cold to wear a t-shirt. And, um, there were a couple of times that you had made mention of wishing you had polo shirts instead of t-shirts. Cause then you could wear them for your, um, casual days at work and stuff like that. So I started paying attention to sales and I just started kind of putting the stuff away. So when Father's Day came, you had a pretty good haul. Yeah, I did. For Father's Day, he'd been talking about going to the gym and needing to box. And with COVID, all this crap was getting closed down and it just wasn't working. Well, as soon as your gym came open and you were able to start doing that again, I was like, you know what? He keeps saying he needs to get out. He needs a break from work. He needs to do this. He needs to do that. So I bought the equipment that you needed. And put everything together so that just keep it in your truck if it's open great go if it's not then don't but now you don't have an excuse to say well if i had my stuff i just handled it it's it's not a, a, a huge to me it wasn't a huge thing it was just you said you needed this but you're not doing it for yourself. And I know that if I do it for you, it means something to you because I heard you. Yeah. Is that
0: yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it, <coughs> plus for me, it's hard for me to buy stuff. I, it's hard for me to justify spending money on myself. Every once in a while I'll do it, but um, I've gotten better over the years. So I, I think those are a lot of just great examples of you listening with intention, listening on purpose. I think too often... I heard I heard this quote not long ago that said if you're not working on your marriage you're working on your divorce. And I said, Oof. "Wow." Ouch. That that it that was impactful to me because we were so caught up in life in decade 1 and what was the the rain of hell that felt like it was yeah. coming down on us um, that we weren't working on our marriage. We were working on survival <laughs> and it, and it was working towards us being roommates or maybe eventually getting divorced. It wasn't until we started working on our relationship, on ourself and our relationships on purpose, um, that things started to change. It doesn't mean everything's perfect, but things began to change and get better. We still have really, really rough patches. We do. But that's part of being a human being. Life is hard, you know? Life is hard. But it's the things that you can control that you you put those things into practice. And some of the things, I know we got to wrap this up, but I think all too often before, what we did on purpose was probably punish each other when we were unhappy. Mm -hmm. That's one thing that we did on purpose. Well, I'm not going to talk to you, or I'm not going to kiss you, we're not having sex because you made me feel this way, or um, those are the things that generally come naturally, it would seem, is punishing each other on purpose. But what about loving each other on purpose? What about growing your relationship with each other on purpose? What did you want to say there real quick?
1: Well, and just because my example was gifts, that's because that was low on your love language. That was something that, um, I'm really good with gifts. I, I put a lot of purpose and thought behind what I buy for Christmas, what I get for the kids. But I didn't do this because it was a holiday. I did this because I wanted you to feel the impact of I'm paying attention to you and you need to know that I know all this other crap is going on, but you're important to me. Yeah. Now, my languages are different. So it's not that we're saying go out and buy a crap ton of stuff and go shower your wife with gifts. It's not the point. If that's what you want to do, go for it. But that's not the point. Mine is touch and quality time. So Quincy makes it a point to make sure that he's constantly holding my hand when we're sitting to watch TV or you know, um, giving me hugs at random times. It's making sure that you understand what they need and helping them to get that. Now, the reason I chose gifts is because it's low on your list, but it's something that if I do it, you're not going to turn it away from you. If it's something that I asked you to do for yourself, you would have every excuse under the sun not to do it. So find maybe it's finding that thing that maybe she's struggling with. Maybe it's not something that she takes really well all the time, and just kind of push to grow in that direction.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, and I think one thing I'm impressed with um, with the, the group of listeners, you know, that we have is they're able to take these stories, and it may not be exactly what they're going through, but they're able to kind of apply it Mm -hmm. to other areas in their life that that are somewhat familiar. So that's impressive to me about our group. Um, you know, that, that is, that kind of helps me kind of close this out. It's going to be a a quick closeout, but it's going to take a minute or two or three or four. Um, listen with intentions guys listen with intentions to the language your wife is using okay and and then another key factor there that jeannie and i've been talking about is go check out those love languages you can go to google and type in five love languages you could take the test for free then you can get an idea of what your love languages are and you can use that um with you and your spouse in identifying what how what language it is they speak it's just another element to help you become an intentional listener i i would listen to the things that Jeannie um uh, that she said about me the way i would hold her the way i would touch her like when i came home i didn't even notice i was doing it and that's what helped me key in the way i would come home find her i would i would wrap my arms around her from behind her and she would just be able to take a deep breath and release the anxiety from the day. Uh, she would say, it. you know, it feels so good to know that you think about me. So that I, I started sending random messages or getting creative with ways to let her know that she's on my mind throughout the day. Um, she loves to be surprised and she loves to have things like activities that she does not have to make decisions with. So I've planned things in the past that were a complete surprise without her having to plan a babysitter or meals or um, arrangements, anything like that. I've done those things because I put the work in to discover who my wife is and what makes her feel special. One of the really easy things that I did back in the day was I, I used to write her notes. And then I got the idea at one point of like, when i found out that permanent marker could you could basically take permanent marker off just about anything with dry erase markers what a what a crazy cool hack i would start writing on our mirror instead of writing notes on paper i would write notes on the mirror either with dry erase or with a permanent marker so when she walked up to the mirror she would see something i believed or loved or thought about her so because she's got to go to that mirror a few times a day So she was there and that meant I was there. I stood there and I did something on purpose to make her feel loved and adored. And, and I, I got, I heard this one time back. Uh, I think it was right before we got, no, it was right when we got married, I think right around that time. And I told this guy, Vinny that I worked with, I said, Oh, I wrote my, uh, I wrote Jeannie a letter today and and left it. So she'll see, she would see it when she woke up and he's like, Oh dude, you screwed up. Don't ever do that. I was like, why? You see, because then she'll expect it. And I think back to that going...
1: Why shouldn't she?
0: What's so bad about her expecting <laughs> me to do things that make her feel special? Nothing. That's what this is about. You know, my heart, it's its you, my whole life, you and no other. So why not capitalize on that and make you feel special? Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to, we kind of want to float, Not we kind of, we want to freaking float this challenge out to you. What can you do to make your spouse feel special, loved, and adored like you're doing this on purpose? We want to hear what your ideas are. You could take the man versus marriage 30-day challenge. Gosh, that sounds official, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> wow, the man versus marriage 30-day challenge. Um. Do something for 30 days that makes somebody feel special. There's a really cool excerpt out of this book called Ula for Christians that I was listening to. And if you can find it on YouTube, go find it. I just listened to Adam Carolla's book too. Everything he says, he says, Google it. It's called 522 Friends. I was like, what is this? Something about Facebook and 522? But after I got over being an idiot... I listened to it, and it was like, oh, my Lord, this is awesome. 522 friends. Google it or look it up. Ula for Christians is really cool. Even if you're not a Christian, it's cool because it's about doing things on purpose, challenging yourself to do things on purpose, and nobody's going to try to get you saved. So just check that out. Let us know what you got for your 30-day challenge. If you want tips and ideas and you don't know where to start, bro use the email hit us up on the dm Ooh, did you hear that Mm. the dm do it anyway that's it for this episode um go love her on purpose become the man you want to be on purpose go get it done i'm the q dog she is
1: your wife
0: she, you better
1: not be there, <laughs> wife, honey. <laughs> that's
0: Jeannie Moran, my wife, fool. Anyway, for her and for me, this is Man versus Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Merit, the podcast.